G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision. Well, on a Monday, we like to check in with the Australian Christian Lobby around the biggest issues on our political agenda. Michelle Pierce is the CEO of Australian Christian Lobby. Michelle, a special welcome along to 2020. Thank you, Neil. And I'd just like to say thank you for having us again on the show this year. It is a great opportunity to speak to Australian Christians all around the nation about all of these issues that together we're facing my suspicion is that every listener to especially this, you know, first cab off the rank on a Monday, uh, hearing an update from the ACL, I think there are some who pay special attention to this segment because they want to know what's going on and what the Christian leadership and uh, inspiration is to be able to understand and address some of the issues that we're facing. So when we talk about the political agenda, I mean, there's probably lots of things we can talk about and should talk about. Uh, What comes to mind for you, uh, top of the list for this coming season, for the week ahead, uh, for things that have been developing of recent times, what is it comes to to mind for you? Uh, Front of mind for me, all the time when dealing in this work is the protection of religious freedom. I think if we don't uh, protect our, our freedoms legislatively, then everything else we're fighting for is going to be a whole lot more difficult. So when we want to have a say on things like abortion, on transgender, uh, have these views that are often politically incorrect and unpopular in the in the public, If we don't have our religious freedoms protected, then we're going to be inhibited to speak out on a range of issues. And so for me and our strategy going forward and all of our team, uh, that has to be our priority next year. It's coming at us from all sorts of angles, from the misinformation, disinformation bill, from a proposed uh, human rights charter that might hit the, uh, the parliaments next year. All of these things, they sound good, human rights, ending religious di- discrimination. Uh, but when we can see a sort of a left-wing agenda, um, an ungodly agenda operating within those sorts of uh, bills and, and laws, uh, then they actually inhibit and restrict our freedoms more than increase the human rights of the nation. And so on all of those issues, and so many listeners will be familiar with the issues around religious freedom, but we're talking about uh, religious freedom, just the freedom to believe what you believe. Uh, Sometimes we talk about freedom of conscience. That's all a part of it, isn't it? It's much the same. Uh, If you haven't got freedom of conscience, you haven't got freedom to believe what you believe. Uh, Then freedom of association, uh, freedom of religion, freedom of political communication. In some sense here, if you don't have religious freedom, you actually have no say. And uh, what you guys at the ACL do, uh, you're there battling day in, day out, and special honour to you because... You're standing up for the reasons why we need to have a say because with the ungodly agendas that dominate, uh, there are real challenges for our national future. Hey, we could say a lot more about that. But uh, let me ask you about some other things that are gripping the nation, gripping the world even. What about uh, this issue of anti-Semitism that's been rising Mm -hmm. so significantly, especially over these past couple of months? Any thoughts from you at the ACL? 
Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm completely shocked, as I'm sure you you are, Neil, and Christians across Australia at the rise in anti-Semitism around Australia. I was I was shocked uh, to see the the burning of Israel's flag, the chanting of gas, the Jews we saw outside the Sydney Opera House just after the the horrific Hamas attack. And, um, and we're, we're seeing these incidents continue to occur. That wasn't just a one-off. We're seeing the vandalization of Sydney's eastern, eastern suburbs. We saw anti-Semitic anti vandals on the streets. Um, we've seen travel warnings to people from Israel about traveling to Australia, given the rise in anti-Semitism. We've seen the boycotting of Israeli goods. We've seen pro-Palestinians uh, hijack uh, an Israeli shipping company's cargo. Uh, even in parliament, the Australian Greens walked out of the Senate chanting free Palestine and carrying the Palestine flag, flag and that was in protest over what they claim are war crimes uh, by the state of Israel. Now, um, uh, we, we have these pro-Palestinian uh, uh, groups and protests chanting from the river to the sea, which we know is an incitement to violence. We know that's a, a, a phrase that, in, 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 that leads to uh, genocide of the Jewish people. Now, this shouldn't happen in Australia, and I'm shocked, as well as the Australian community are. And we need to be doing more to make a stand against anti-Semitism and ensure the government and the police are enforcing the laws around this sort of behaviour. Challenging times ahead because that anti-Semitism does not seem to be on the wane. It's on the rise uh, right now, even as we speak. And uh, there's so much of a media agenda that's a part of all of that, too. And the incident, you know, uh, the, the, the issue, of course, for Christians is oftentimes uh, we're trying to make sense of these things, too, and applying not only common sense, but our spirituality. And uh, I think if you think, think, think the issue through, you'll often find that Christians will stand in solidarity with Israel. And you know what, just reflecting on, you know, last time there was a genocide against the Jewish people and hearkening back to the Second World War, uh, there is one issue that was very, very prominent that I've picked up of recent times, and that is that the church in Germany did not stand up and speak mm. against the atrocities that were happening to the Jewish people. And uh, I know that Jewish people are sometimes uh, even cynical about uh, whether Christians are their friends because of what happened back in World War II. So there is something special and important about the Christian standing for the Jewish people. I don't know whether you've got any further reflection on that, Michelle? Yes, absolutely. Uh, l last week we held a webinar uh, that was really exposing this issue of anti-Semitism and, and calling Australians to stand with the Jewish people. One of our guests was David Adler, who's the head of the Australian Jewish Association in Australia, and he was so grateful uh, to have Christians standing with them. Uh, he's circulated our petition to all of his community as well, and, um, and and he, you know, doesn't stop saying to me, thank you, thank you for standing with us. And I just say, well, of course, of course we should. And, and um, within our team, there's just been a real stirring uh, that, that we ensure that on our platforms that we're making taking a stand against anti-Semitism and standing with the Jewish people at this time, which for them, uh, they're fearful. Uh, that's what David Adler tells us. They're fearful. He's received death threats himself. Uh, and that shouldn't be acceptable in a free democratic nation that stands against this sort of behaviour such as Australia. Uh, and so we, we've actually got a petition out, which I'll just like to let everybody know so they can go to our website on the Take Action tab and sign that petition. Don't only sign it, but share it with all of your friends as well. Uh, just in a few days, we received over 3,000 signatures, but I think we can get closer to, to 10,000 for this. We'll be closing the petition in February where we can, we'll be uh, uh, 
giving it to a member of parliament. Uh, so we just encourage that petition to go out far and wide so Christians across the nation can make that stand with the Jewish people. You know, 3,000 3, signatures already. Uh, it could be $10,000 later today, uh, 10,000 signatures later today if everyone mm. uh, responded to that and uh, go to the Take Action tab on the ACL website. Hey, let's talk about... The year gone by. It is our last update for the year with ACL. Uh, Michelle, how do you reflect on 2023? And, uh, you know, uh, you're a relative newcomer in some sense because uh, you only uh, took on your leadership role earlier in the year. And uh, there's been a number of wins under your leadership. How do you reflect on 2023, the year gone by? I know I'm the, I'm the I'm the head of ACL, but um, I still thank God for ACL. <laughs> I thank God that that we've been here to uh, be a voice on many of these issues that are facing our nation. I just think some of the time when when these laws, uh, the bills are introduced, sometimes we're the first ones to know about it, and and perhaps it would have been passed without much of a fight had we not had our eye on it. Um, back in 2006, actually, I was the WA State Director of ACL and one of the first issues that I lobbied on was prostitution law reform. And we called it the Swedish law at the time, which was something that we were advocating for, which criminalises the, the, the men that buy but helps women to exit prostitution. And uh, just this year, all these years later, the first bill was tabled in South Australia so this is something ACL has been advocating for, you know, for over a decade. And now we've seen it finally tabled in South Australia. And I know that um, specifically our South Australian director, Christopher Bro here at the time, and um, I know Wendy Francis, Peter Abetz in Western Australia and myself have been advocating on this and now Rob Norman in, in Queensland as well. So it's good to see that you continue on an issue, you keep fighting, you keep this information in front of politicians and eventually things can shift and we can see a bill tabled. So, so that was one big win, uh, but it hasn't been passed yet, so we continue to fight. Another big win was seeing the Queensland health regulations changed to actually care for babies who survive abortions. Now, this was indirect, but I really believe it was ACL's uh, influence. Uh, we've kept this issue in front of the public. We appeared at parliamentary inquiries as well as other groups as well. So the guidelines have changed uh, to protect babies, but we're still pushing. It's like, I suppose we get a win, but it's not a full win because we need federal law to ensure that babies are protected across Australia. And so we continue to push for that as well. A couple of quick wins on, you know, campaigns that we launched was some some horrific things that appear on Big W shelves. One of those are the Deddy Bear, which was this horrible toy that was in a that was a dead toy in a body bag. It was just grotesque. Uh, we alerted the public. They alerted Big W saying, get this toy off your shelves. And within a couple of days, it was removed from Big W shelves. So well done to all the supporters. But as well as that, there was a terribly graphic book targeting children, explicit pictorial, you know, sexual depictions in this book. Again, ACL supporters heard the cry, uh, made their voice heard to Big W, and the book got pulled from the children's section of the Big W shelf. So power to the public there. Um, and I think we've got some other other wins, uh, part wins on the lead to hopefully bigger wins with influence that we've had on the misinformation and disinformation bill. I was able to speak to Michelle, Minister Michelle Rowland and have the definition uh, 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 limited in terms of the scope 
of what serious harm could mean. Um, it's because of those conversations, it's because of submissions that we and other groups put in that they've seen this as a, um, that the scope of this bill is too big, they need to reduce it. Still, it's a dangerous bill. Still, we, um, we stand against it. However, we're glad to have had some influence. Um, and just lastly, I think a big win is on the gender ideology stuff as well. So it's gaining uh, momentum that this is a bad idea, that gender affirmation uh, is, is flawed. Uh, we have a group of detransitioners that ACL is rallying together, them and their parents, to have their voice heard by members of parliament. So we're seeing inquiries all over the nation. We think that an inquiry is going to come uh, get off the ground next year. And, um, and just last week, we saw the Royal uh, Australian and New Zealand uh, uh, psychiatrist um, organisation actually say that there is not enough evidence to support gender affirmation ideology. So because of this, um, Australian health ministers across the nation need to review their gender affirmation policies. So, so wins across the board, I think. Michelle, isn't it interesting because there's a lot of research in this area around gender ideology and uh, so much of it falls on the side of common sense, uh, on the side of biology, on the side of even the way we think of, uh, you know, uh, male and female created in the image and likeness of God. But that sort of research doesn't get the sort of publicity as all of the other research that goes along with the sort of woke narrative. So you're you're swimming against the tide. It's countercultural what you're doing. It is a battle that you're in. This is where you yeah. need to have uh, even people listening to our conversation today uh, standing alongside you and uh, being cheerleaders and also being supporters in whatever way. An important thing for listeners to get right in behind what this good work that you're doing. That's right. And uh, one of our, our team always reminds me, he says, truth is buoyant. And I love that because truth will rise to the surface. And on this issue, truth is rising to the surface. We're, we're seeing it. So now our job as a lobby group is to get that truth in front of our lawmakers uh, to ensure that they're listening to this. Um, and, and we've got the the, uh, uh, the, the the argument on our side. We've got detransitioners who are launching legal pre proceedings against healthcare providers. Uh, because they believe they weren't provided with enough uh, enough other suggestions in terms of their gender-affirming care. They were encouraged to go down this route. Now they regret it because of the harm it's caused them, and now they're actually suing health professionals themselves. And so I think it's not going to take long for our um, parliaments to see this uh, and change the laws. And so there'll be case after case after case when it comes to these dreadful outlooks on gender. Uh, these are all still coming and uh, look out 2024. Hey, when you think of 2024 and some of the issues you mentioned there, well, they're still in play. Uh, some, some of those minor wins and uh, you've got to keep pressing on to make those things uh, come into law and protect uh, innocent and vulnerable people. Uh, what are you thinking of for 2024 as, uh, as the biggest issues ahead? Uh, let, me, let me just uh, prompt you on this one because Christian schools, something we talk mm -hmm. about frequently on this program, uh, it's going to be really front and centre, a big focus for next year. Absolutely. We're expecting a religious discrimination bill to hit the parliament early next year. Uh, we don't have high hopes for it. Uh, religious freedom, as I said, it's, a, it's, it's, it's the priority for continued Christianity uh, in Australia, for the freedom of Christianity and for Christian schools. Uh, but the, the issue is because it's tied up with the issue of, of sex discrimination. 
So the Sex Discrimination Act used to just be about ensuring that, uh, you know, a female perhaps wasn't discriminated against simply because she was a female, given the fact that she might have children or that she has children. So it was legitimate sort of sex discrimination rules, but it's extended because of our um, political climate, our cultural climate to ensure that, you know, people in same-sex relationships aren't discriminated against in relationships. And so there's currently uh, provisions in the Sex Discrimination Act which protect Christian employers from those sorts of discrimination laws because um, because we know that those kinds of behaviours don't align with the Christian ethos. So this is what's being challenged. Uh, human rights bodies and government departments are saying that Christians have no right to discriminate in their employment practices against people in same-sex relationships. And now this has gone further because of our cultural climate to include transgender as well. So the real threat and the thing that we're campaigning against is that the provisions that are currently in the Sex Discrimination Act to give Christians the ability to, uh, I suppose we say, positively discriminate um, to ensure that we have the right to employ only Christians, uh, that these provisions could be removed from the Sex Discrimination Act. And this, this will mean that no matter what a religious discrimination bill says, that it would be useless um, because that's the greatest threat that, that Christians are facing. Uh, we're accepting, expecting sorry, the ALRC, the Australian Law Reform Commission report, to be ta uh, tabled in Parliament in the coming months. That will certainly be interesting. Again, we're not too hopeful on what that's going to be. Uh, and so the best we can do at, at ACL is we're talking to individual members of parliament. We're encouraging our supporters, especially those in marginal seats, to make their views known to their, to their uh, member of parliament so that we can have influence one by one to ensure that they, um, they put this thing off until they've got it right. And, you know, coming up 2024, there's going to be another number of elections that are happening. I know there's going to be local government elections. I know that there's a state election coming, I think, in the state of Queensland sometime around the same time as the U.S. election. There's been a lot of election uh, things that will be talked about, uh, but there'll be a number of elections that are coming onto the radar again. It feels like we've had a little bit of a reprieve from, you know, election bombardment of recent times. But the Australian Christian Lobby, just uh, your thought or two here, because as we come back into some more election seasons, uh, the thought of what a lobbyist does, uh, what a lobby organisation like the Australian Christian Lobby, with a Christian biblical view informing policy and ethics and, uh, and the way that you're able to talk to politicians, whether they are in power or whether they're candidates on an opposition team. Uh, give us a little insight here, because elections are coming. The role of the Australian Christian lobby as it comes to the way that policies are formed. Any thoughts from you here, Michelle? Yeah, I think the, the, the Christian constituency, and I've always been really encouraged by this, is the most organised constituency in Australia. And we have a big effect on electoral outcomes. And I don't think we should be shy about that. And I think Christians need to be informed morally about the issues that the major parties and the minor parties stand for so that they ha have an informed vote. Uh, we should vote with an eternal perspective. We shouldn't vote about money in our back pocket or what's going to benefit us. We need to vote according to what's what benefits society at large. And so those parties that are upholding um, you know, immoral policies, uh, we shouldn't vote for them. And more importantly, get to know who your local candidates are, because often uh, we might not appreciate more generally the policy of a party, but perhaps that that member, uh, that's the candidate, is pro-life. 
then get to know that member and uh, that's the candidate and ensure you, you put your vote there. So our role around election time is to make sure that the Christian constituency is well informed. And we also try and wield some influence in the marginal electorates to ensure that, uh, that I suppose, uh, the parties understand uh, what the Christians are thinking within their, their electorate and then their policies could even be formed to reflect what is going to be favourable to a Christian constituency because at the end of the day for them it's about the votes. <laughs> a wonderful insight and uh, Michelle, I know listeners uh, are hearing that ACL is in good hands under your leadership and uh, the encouragement to get right behind the uh, initiatives, uh, whether they be the petition we talked about a little earlier, that you can go to the Take Action tab and that petition around anti-Semitism in Australia uh, or all of the other initiatives that are going to flow on into 2024. Well, Michelle Pierce is at the helm. She's CEO of the Australian Christian Lobby. The website to connect with Michelle is acl.org.au, acl.org.au. It's how you keep informed. And as Michelle says, Christians have a major role in the outcomes of elections and uh, whether it be good or whether it be bad, uh, but it's according to how we are informed about the issues that are being presented to us when it comes to casting our vote at the ballot box. Well, Michelle Pierce. Last update for the year, really appreciate you and all the team at ACL and uh, asking for God's blessing on all that you do for this coming year. I hope you get a little bit of a rest, a bit of a break in over Christmas. Uh, Is that your plan? I hope so. It actually is a really good time um, during this downtime to get some um, op-eds in the media. Uh, so we'll be taking advantage of that when things are a bit quieter on the political front. They're looking for, for news, so we'll take that opportunity. But yes, we will be getting some rest. Um, my family are looking forward to me being home for a few weeks. Okay, <laughs> so connect with Michelle, acl.org.au. Michelle, thanks so much for uh, being a at the helm and updating us with all the team this year on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.